Good morning, good morning, and welcome to your business in digital. How is everyone today? How is everyone? How's the how was the weekend? <laughs> oh my god, it was so it was so great. It was so great. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was well, a productive weekend. Productive today is weekend. today is Victoria Day here in Canada, so it's a long weekend. <laughs> All right, Victoria. <laughs> Still a colony. <laughs> Still a colony. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we are getting started this morning. Good morning, everyone. Hope your day is starting Happy well. Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Let's kick to the. Let's kick to the intro. <laughs> Good morning, good morning, and welcome to your business in digital. What is your business in digital? This is the show where we help you translate your business to digital, right? We help you take all the things that you're doing offline that works really well and translate that to digital. Who are we talking to? We're talking to those CFOs who are sometimes simply just signing off on digital, not understanding what they're signing off on. We're talking to those CMOs who are looking to outsource digital and really wrap their minds around what they should be getting, what they shouldn't be getting. And we're talking to those business owners who understand, hey, I need to take and scale my business to the next level? And how do I do that with digital? So this is your business in digital. And what we do is we bring together the perfect mix of finance, sales, marketing, and operations. So you can have a clear understanding of how this should work for your business and all the things you need to understand, especially when working with an agency. There's some parts that you need to play a role in and you need to know what this marketing is doing for you and how it's helping to achieve those business goals. So just to kick off the recap from last week, last week we had a great show where we talked about the customer journey and navigating that customer journey, right? The guide for a successful customer journey and mapping that customer journey is so important. So as a CFO, CMO, uh, business owner, you need to understand how the customer journey ties back to the business goals. And you need to make sure that you're a part of that conversation when you or your agency is mapping that journey, right? Because you know your customers really, really well. So, and you know, of course, you know what the customer journey is, but we want to make sure that you understand it's that steps, it's all the steps that move that person from awareness all the way from to buying with you. It's all the touch points in between. It's all the points of engagement. It's past the it's after the sale. It's the customer service that comes down with it, right? It's everything that the customer is feeling. So you want to make sure that you have your say as a part of that customer journey. Why is the customer journey important? Because this is what connects you directly to that customer. It helps you to build those relationships. And it really makes sure that you're on top of exactly what the customer is feeling, saying to you, learning about your brand. So you can take that and use that in your data points moving forward. Uh, the customer journey versus the sales funnel. The sales funnel really gets you to that place of the conversion, right? That's what we're focused on. It's really the business focus, but the customer journey is where you bring in all the elements of the customer, all the nuances of the customer, right? To really make that journey craft 
cathartic for them. It's really creating the experience with the customer in mind. In last week's show, what we did also on Wednesday is we went over a customer journey mapping tool and it was so much fun to do it and to see it come to life. So I'm going to bring the team back because that customer journey mapping tool, everybody was just like, woo, woo. Yeah, Andre was taking notes, you know, (laughs) Michelle was like, this is my jam, but such a worthwhile exercise, especially when you're trying to understand better what your business looks like in digital, understanding from that customer's perspective, what are the actions they actually take and how you're going to move them along your, their journey, not your journey, their journey to become a customer. So great show last week, great shows last week. Yeah, I felt, I felt last week we hit some nails on heads last week. And I really think we gave some value. I feel I myself was just writing notes, writing notes to make sure, you know, if it applied to me. But I think um, I think we provide a lot of valuable information for business owners to at least think about, which is what we always try to do on the show. Just gets you thinking. If you're not sure what your next step is, call us, message us. But um, yeah, so I think it was really great. I enjoy that we, we just continue to to pull the thread a little bit more and and move along in, in a sensical type of way that our our community and for those that are uncomfortable in this space can digest this information in a way that that is feasible for their business and can help them move along the, the path. So I enjoy that quite a lot. <laughs> Sorry, the husband is on his way out. So I have to, you know, <laughs> you know, this is this is live live show. This is what happens to us all the time. So <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but I think you're right, right? This is really the show where we are. You know, I love how you guys talk about pulling the thread, and it's kind of we're going behind the scenes of what the CFO needs to understand, right? Because as he's signing off on all these things, he should have a little bit of an understanding of the customer journey because. Because this is going to help him be able to really quantify those dollars that he's signing off on, right? As the CMO is looking to outsource, she is thinking about the customer journey, but she may not have the time to pull that together while leading that small business and all their other marketing efforts. So she needs to understand in working with an agency, how are they thinking about that customer journey and bringing that back to her, right? Uh, And as the business owner who is looking to scale their business and say, how does digital really work for me? How do I take things to the next level of digital? They need to be concerned about the customer journey as well. So it really plays into everyone that we're talking to uh, for them to have an understanding of how this customer journey really feeds back into the business. Uh, In working with an agency, there's no way for you to walk away completely. You must be a part of the conversation because you hold the key to the strategy and the information, right? All right. So um, I said a lot there, (laughs) but I'm going to do some of the things that I'm supposed to do. I know what I need to do. All right, guys, I need to tell you to connect with us, connect with us in all the places. So connect with us on YouTube. Uh, Definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Check out our videos. You know, we are talking about this all the time. We're giving you different concepts, different strategies, uh, different things for you to really start thinking through how does my business translate to digital? Where am I as I'm scaling this business? So connect with us on LinkedIn. If YouTube is not your jam, that's okay. Connect with us on LinkedIn at your business and digital. Uh, Check us out on Spotify. Check us out on Apple, uh, Google, Amazon. We are everywhere that the podcasts are. So (laughs) um, definitely check us out in those places. 
The other thing we want you to do is we want you to jump in, scan this QR code and test the effectiveness of your online presence, right? So what does that really mean? Everything we talk, we're talking about here, right? Is your online presence currently working for you? Where are the gaps? I know as a, as a marketing executive, I would like to know where the gaps are in my business, right? It's a great way. This quiz is a great way for you to get a quick snapshot of where those gaps are. So you can take that back to your agency and say, hey, guys, you know, this is where the gaps are. These are things I want to focus on. As you're scaling your business as a business owner, you want to understand, hey, where are my gaps in my business? digital. Um, I've done really well at maybe the offline pieces. Now, how do I connect those dots in digital? So it gives you a bit of a blueprint, right? So that you can really start thinking it through. So I like to say this three times, uh, take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz, test the effectiveness of your online presence, take the quiz. <laughs> That's how you do a call to action. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who's been studying? <laughs> I, was like, I love everything I hear. <laughs> All right. So, of course, we are moving on to this is, you know, I say everything I do, and I know it's probably. <laughs> okay, all right. Those are a lot of booms. <laughs> Some chairs there. But I love the hot topics because sometimes I just find out about them on the show <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, that's happening. Oh my goodness, this is so cool. And then I love when I see it on another show, uh, you know, like two weeks later and I'm like, we did that on our show. Yay. <laughs> so, all right. What is our hot topic this week, guys? <laughs> Let me come off mute. This week, we're actually talking about how things that are happening with big boxes and big locations is actually uh, information that can translate over into uh, the small and medium business world, the SMB world. In this instance, uh, this, this is a big box, um, large retailer that is in North America called Target Stores. You may know it by the big red um, bullseye that you see that's on the outside of this particular store. But what I found fascinating about this particular uh, news article was that it was speaking about how Target, uh, they acknowledged and, and really leaned into the advantages that they uh, were able to capitalize on in, in the middle of COVID that not only helped them to win in spaces where they were minor components of their uh, segmentation of their business, but how they were really understanding where their center of greatness was and were looking to continue to win in these spaces and improve in the post pandemic environment. And I thought this was an ideal article for us and topic of conversation for us because we, we kind of spoke a little bit about it uh, in the last two shows, but also to uh, have a, a great conversation and how do we as small businesses move toward moving the business forward now that the, the world is opening back up and people are going back out. Many of our businesses are now required to not just be in the digital space, but understand how to engage clients and our customers uh, to bring new people in, but also to keep our existing clients engaged as we move into the new here and now. Now, uh, if you don't mind moving over to the next slide, let's talk about a couple of things that they're, they're speaking to. 
in this article. Um, who happens to have the controls of the slideshow? But nonetheless, I'll keep talking as we get into the space. What Target has planned to do is to really consider um, their omni-channel um, presence. They, they have always been into uh, the experience and what you encounter in customer service. Uh, it's not just walk in my store and pick up what you need, but they want to include an experience component. And I have always from the moment you encounter and enter into their world, but also to and through the entire sales so that they keep you in their continuum. One of the things that they learned as they were going, uh, as COVID hit us and they were able to pivot quickly, and that's one of the learning points for us, is that the one-stop shopping and their ability to have everything under one, one house was important. Well, the biggest thing for them that they, they really understood is there were segments of their business that was an offering under the everything under one roof, but they just did not see as something that was a big component of their world. And that was the, the grocery component, the food component of their, their world. And what they've decided to do is to understand that, yes, this is a big segment of the business, but we also know that having niched um, uh, one of a kind product was really important. So they began to lean into those components because the clients uh, that they are seeking in their target audience and for for their buying personas that's what they're that spoke really deeply to their people and they wanted to ensure that they brought that back in so they began leaning into that by having uh, what we're calling private label but what they but in their world they are calling um, specific that they own that label so target's own label that uh, that is a uh, very niche for their consumers that they were offering and they are noticing those particular brands are growing and absorbing more of those specific segments. The second thing that they, they also leaned into is speaking to what their buying community has been asking for, Black-owned women-owned businesses, and catering to that and ensuring that they not only put their money behind it and, and met and put out a goal in what they were trying to achieve, but to understand how they needed to lead into that piece of it so that they can, and might go ahead and move to the next slide, that they were able to ensure that their plans were going to allow them to sustain, be sustainable, and for the long haul, be able to be agile and responsive to the market condition changes. We speak about this and the need for small businesses to be agile, to be responsive, to read what the, your clients are asking for, read the room really well, so that you're able to fluidly move to the next space and maintain your growth measures that you've had and to not become extinct. And I think this is a, a lesson, one of the lessons from um, Target that is really big for us as small and medium businesses to understand and embrace well. Now, the next thing, Michael, if you don't move my move into the next slide, is that what they have consistently done, and this is leading into the last two shows that we've just had, is they are constantly looking at their target audience and buying personas and ensuring that they not only modify accordingly, but they're managing into this so that they are managing the customer journey appropriately, and they're not moving on this on a feeling strategy. They are using data to empower their decisions and move their business forward. 
So I thought, well, this is a big box in uh, North America. It was something that was key for SMBs to embrace one of the ways that they're taking their learnings from COVID, the escalation of their business and ensuring that they can take it and move it forward in a post-COVID world. So what do you guys think? What do you think about the article? <laughs> I you, got, you got it before me. But I love this article for a number of reasons. I think especially in the article, they talk about like this. Let's flick back to customer journey for a second. They recognize that their customers may start digital, end up in the store, start in the store, end up digital, be in the store and be on the app at the same time, right? So all the ways in which digital blends in and while they were forced into a situation because of the pandemic, they obviously learned and carried it through, which, which means, you know, the bottom line goes up. Yeah, I thought that was so, so key and interesting. And I was like, well, that is actually me because I actually do that. And that they that they surrounded themselves internally, too, with the right team to help to bring forward the information that was needed for the sales, for the marketing, for the finance people to say, hello, here's the information and let's try. They were not afraid to, to try and fail, which they did with their loyalty program. You notice that they, they've re-engineered that and said, well, we've not done everything right. We meant to, we wanted to do this. Well, that didn't work. Let me try something else. And they're in the middle of trying something different with their target circle. To, to help to try to move that business forward because they are recognizing that loyalty might not have been their sweet spot, but it is important to their community. So they're trying something different to accommodate that, to figure that out and to try and try again until they get something different and that works. And retail was such a space before pre-pandemic that was you know very much impacted by social on the whole, right? So we were talking a lot about retail death, right? Retails, retail businesses, people were just going straight online, you know, but now we're back to that middle middle ground, which many businesses are trying to answer that question. What's my middle ground between digital and offline, right? Online and offline. And they absolutely do blend and a targeted strategy, not no pun intended, can help, you know, understand, as you said, based on data, what, what are the behaviors? What do I need to do that adds value, continues to add value, and continues to push my bottom line, push my sales? Yeah, I, I love that you said that, Mike, because you're right. Businesses are going back. They're trying to find that pre-COVID sweet spot, but still acknowledging what COVID did. So it's kind of like we want to go back to how things used to be, but we know that it had such a big impact. We know it has to be different. And um, I think Target is doing a really good job, clearly, from, from what you're seeing in the article. They're doing a really good job at trying to find that nice little sweet spot that says, hey, you know, this is how, with all these different channels. And as Michelle explained, you know, the journey, making sure that now the journey is more, impo the journey is more important now. And having digital in that journey is, is more important than it was before. So I like, I like this. I like it. I like this topic integrated omni-channel um so so as a digital strategist i am offended why how people separate digital from the strategy it's this constant separation of it and 
one of the things they've done is they're like, it's <laughs> right. It's all one in the same. <clears throat> it's my strategy. It's my business plan. Digital is not this crazy thing that's going to go away. So how do I integrate it? How do I take the customer who is who is easy to learn and move through the processes, right? Because they adapt. The whole point of it is us teaching them. We look at their behavior and then we're like, okay, cool. This is the customer journey. They go inside, they go outside too. We have to stop separating digital and we have to look at this as a really hol a holistic strategy. And that's what I, I love about this, uh, the target is doing, right? It's a holistic strategy and what you're doing offline matters just as much. And people, the people, your customers are wild cards. So they'll do whatever they want. You got to take that and you got to be like, how do I fit it? How do I make this work? Right. So they understand the integrated approach. So as a business owner looking to scale, what's your integrated approach? Uh, what's your holistic approach to this thing? Right. And that's where you kind of bring in folks. If you have an offline presence that's so strong, that's where you bring in folks to kind of be like, how do I consider the integrated approach uh, to make sure that it's effective? So um, I love what Target is doing. And I'm sure their digital and offline teams are like best friends. <laughs> and, you know, and just to throw it out there, you know, I was in the mall this weekend and, you know, it, it occurred to me, I was like, how come more stores don't have a QR code in their window? You're literally watching people pass by, look, and we all know, you know, I don't want to be, you know, bombarded by salespeople in the store necessarily, but what quicker way to say what, what's offered today, my sales, my specials, right? And everybody's hands in the phone. So that's one way you could look at blending digital with offline. That's really simple, simple landing pages that just drive. Yeah, I know I'm on there. It's Monday, but I'm I'm going yeah. home, so yeah. <laughs> I got some juice. I was like, look at you giving more strategies over here. But that's an integrated approach, right? And here is a consumer in the mall seeing that something's <laughs> missing. So think about it. Once we learn a behavior, we're very much, I mean, think about who, how, how many of you started off with this in your life? <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah. How many of you started off on this call, except for me? I mean, I, I was born with this in my life, but you guys. <laughs> yeah. This cell phone I'm holding in my hand, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> this is all learned behavior. This is all learned behavior. And mm -hmm. as things happen, you know, as those, as a, as a, as a business owner looking to scale, you have to pull back and you have to say, all right, if these are my shifts and my changes, where's my customer shifts and changes, right? As that CFO who's been, you know, spending on digital, right? And Andrew, you know it, right? It's the sign off for digital, 10%, 10,000 for, for the year, we'll see a 5% growth. You have to pull back now to say, okay, where's the impact to digital? Because that CFO is probably using a QR code and seeing those things happen, but then how are they translating that to digital, right? As a CMO looking to grow and scale and looking to outsource, you're also thinking about how does this translate? Because I'm sure that CMO who is in charge of a team who's kind of like, hey, what are the things that are coming next are out there seeing these things? And it's like, how do I bring this back to the business? How do I outsource this with an agency who's thinking about an integrated approach? So I think what you're bringing to the table and what Target has done is great and something mm -hmm. that yeah. every business can really start thinking about yeah. that. 
And I think there, there's some simple things that we can do to begin, you know, realizing how important that is. I mean, Tamara, you and I, when we were together a couple of weeks ago, that was a fine version of it. And it happened to me as I've been traveling is as simple as we were at a street fair and people were, you know, out there and, and selling their goods. And we were working through uh, the area and Tamara easily said, hey, this is what I do. We have a podcast pulled up the, the, the QR code and moved forward and connected with the people that way. There were some people that had QR codes there so that we could look up and others literally told them how to do it, didn't understand where that was to do it. I was out and someone asked for my business card and I pulled up the QR code and said, here, here's the information. And here they're looking for just a little cardboard, you know, the little paper, you know, business card. No, instead I drove them to one the quiz, to the website and the information that I sought for, that I wanted them to go to, to, to have that customer journey begin for me. And that way I was able to connect and get their information quickly versus just handing a business card and hoping they have one to give to me to have that trade, to move the business and the relationship forward. And you can almost see their light bulb moment go off to say, oh yes, I'm, I'm back in the streets and yes, I'm, I'm physical and I'm there, but let's take this back online so that we remain connected. So there are tiny steps that we all can do to move that business forward so that it's not overwhelming to you that you can do this in a digestible fashion, but it has to be intentional and it has to be a holistic strategy. As Tamara said, it's a digital, you know, COVID just forced digital companies to come into your face much faster than most of us had, had understood that it really was, but it was always there. Many businesses were moving forward, but that event forced every business to take a different look. And the question is, is whether or not you're going to lean into it or you're going to try to slide back into something that's far and away and gone. That will, that's a surefire way to, to make sure your business is extinct, in my view. Yeah. You know, I, I challenge everyone to take a step back and go back to to look at the lessons that you learned during COVID for your business, right? And really keep that at the forefront and look at those things and compare to what you did before and see where the integra integrated approach really uh, comes together for you. So you cannot take those lessons and throw them away. They were lessons, they were strong lessons and you had to adapt really quickly. So don't forsake them. Go back to those lessons and say, hey, where can I, what are the things I've kept, I've incorporated, what's part of my integrated approach to what I'm doing offline and online? Um, and that should definitely be, be something that you guys are looking at. I think a lot of business owners, I love what you said, but I think there's some businesses or some people, I may say people, not businesses, I think some people tolerated the changes and now that the pandemic is over, they just want to go back to what they know. And I'm seeing that in, in different, one, I'm seeing it in business. I'm seeing it here in the Caribbean, at least here where I am in Trinidad, you know, the government services want to revert back to, well, come into the, come into the building to sign the, the paper. And I'm like, but during COVID, you had me submit electronically. I think so. I think that could also be, Something just to think about. So like you say, you, you're, you're encouraging people to take that step back because I think a lot of them, they had just tolerated the behaviors, thinking, well, when things go back to the way it used to be, I won't have to do this anymore. And they're the ones, if they have businesses, they're the ones that are going to suffer. Yeah, you know, uh, you know that's the road to extinction, right? 
<laughs> it's just what it is, right? And that's a fact. So uh, adapt and learn. This is where if you're looking, if you if you were there and as a business owner, it comes down to the bottom line and what made sense. And if you made more money at that point in time, why would you walk away from those things, right? Why would you go back? So that says a lot more about the person themselves than about the business. Because if we're looking as a CFO, you're looking at the hard numbers and you'd be like, hey, you increase revenue 25% by doing these things. You save time here, there, there. Those are just simple math numbers, right? You know, you can, we always say it here on the show, the math has to math. So anyone looking to take a step back is looking at extinction because we are moving into Web3. The integrated approach for offline and online is here to stay. It's not going anywhere, right? Um, so, you know, start looking at the show, start getting up to speed. Don't be afraid of it, just embrace it, right? Are there things out there in the digital that's scary? 100%, we get that. Uh, but if we're looking at our business, we have to think, how do I scale? How do I grow? What are the things that I need to do? What are the things that I need to know? And it may be time for you to consider an agency, right? Consider talking to an agency to understand and get that level of education so you can feel confident because a lot of the ideas that we're presenting here are not hard ideas. They may just be foreign to you because you've been thinking about your business in a different way. And the key to that is education, right? And that is exactly why we do this show here at Your Business in Digital so that we can really help educate you about these principles so you start getting it into your thought process. And it's like this, this it may not be natural, but you, you start thinking about it. And the minute you start thinking about it, something you start moving down the path of like, how does this impact my business? So uh, there's a real opportunity here. Uh, and I challenge, I challenge business owners. I challenge the CFOs. I challenge the people making the decisions about digital to learn more about it and learn more about the integrated approach. And, you know, we're here to help. <laughs> All right, that was a little, I got a little soapboxy. I looked into the camera, dead into their eyes. <laughs> all right, all right. Michelle, this was a good one. Definitely led to some spicy conversations. So thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right. So now we're moving on to our other favorite topic. <laughs> so we are talking about going beyond the likes. Uh, and this is the segment where we take you beyond those likes and follows. And guess what, guys? Guess what we're talking about today? We are talking about uh, social media for businesses. And I think this is such an important topic and because <laughs> social media trips people up all the time. I was like, this, this is a hot topic. This is another hot topic. <laughs> you know what? No, I'm not going to flash the hot topic because it's going to mess up our chapters in, <laughs> in YouTube. I'm always thinking about the strategy, always thinking about the strategy. So, you know, uh, social media for businesses, I'm going to say a lot of things here that may not be comfortable. <laughs> I'm going to say a lot of things that are going to be real um, because how you run social media, how an agency runs social media for your business um, is, is, is important. Uh, but I think we have some misconceptions about social media in general, right? Uh, when I say digital marketing, a lot of people respond to social media <laughs> and I'm like, and I say again, digital marketing, and then they like social media. So 
we've put this emphasis on social media for our businesses and we spend a lot of time and effort in social media and sometimes it doesn't present or it doesn't give us the results that we want to see right it's this thing of like (laughs) you know i got these likes right and you know one of our things here is that we want to take you way way beyond the likes and follows to the money in the bank right that's what this show does is how do we get beyond the likes and follows so you know Let's start off by question number one. So we always kind of jump in and find the questions that people are asking. And these are the questions that we, you know, we want to make sure that we're answering, right? What to know, what do you need to know about social media uh, for business, right? Number one, not every social media strategy is the one for you. (laughs) Okay. Not every social media strategy is the one for you. I see Michelle is like, <laughs> let's give some cheers for that. <laughs> Not every social media strategy is the one for you. And the other thing you want to know about social media is that it has to be strategic. It's not a oh, I'm just doing this thing to do this thing. If not, you're wasting time, right? Your agency shouldn't just be posting to post for you. You don't need 20 posts, right? So it's really important that you understand what are the things that are right for my business? And that comes back to, we'll get into it more, but it always comes back to strategic goals. It comes back to what are my plans for my business? Even when you're thinking social media, you should be thinking, I want to increase my revenue by 25%. How does social media impact that, right? So it tells you that you don't want to just look at it for these likes and follows. And are the people that are even liking and following you, are they even your target audience? So you really want to make sure that you have a clear strategic approach for social media. And you want to make sure that you're not just finding, hey, oh my goodness, this celebrity did this. I'm going to try this now. This person did this. This. I'm going to try this now. Stay away from that and really focus in on what works for your business. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to jump right in on that. So, <laughs> you know, are you, I'm just going to ask questions, more questions. Are you that business that your social media, you just jumped into it? Just as Tamara said, you know that you have to be present on social media. So therefore you started posting and you had you posting with no real strategy, no real calls to actions you're probably basing it on just what you see on social media, not even in your industry necessarily, right? So you're just assuming, well, I need to do these things. Um, I remember we, one of one of the fans of the show, my sister-in-law, who's in real estate, her first comment to me was, I can't post that much, right? So she was absolutely going on just what she saw, didn't have a strategy, but absolutely has turned around now and, you know, it's using a strategy. So I love that you started there. It's not that it, it won't work, can't work. It's be strategic. Oh, my gosh. I We don't have enough time for this, this, for this thing. Are your people there? It, it says social for a reason. Social media. When we walked, many of us walked into this, it it was for social relief (laughs) for us to get to know each other. And that was its basis that it was built on. It has evolved into a business place. And I get that. But the one thing that we need to keep in mind that we say all the time, what's your intention? What's your reason for being there? And are your people there? Do they live in this space to move your business forward? And sometimes that answer is going to be no, absolutely not. This is not where the majority of my time needs to be spent. 
there's digital work, I'm sure Tamara's going to get into that, and where we need to go, but not necessarily TikTok or Instagram or, you know, Facebook. It might be a business place like we speak in in LinkedIn or perhaps in YouTube where, where your business can move forward there. But it, it we really need to embrace and understand our why, why we need to be there, why your clients are there and what are we getting out of it in the long run when we walk out of that space? What was how was the cash register going to ring to move our business forward? And if we can't answer that, we can't be in that space or should not be in that space. We're wasting time, money. And my extinct thing, I'm going to ride that way for a long time. Do you want your business to thrive and, and be sustainable or do you want to move into extinction? And that's a surefire way to move into, into extinction. I've got a sister that's here listening to this and you can't, you, I can't get my sister Jennifer on, on social media to save my life. And I try often and always, but you know, it's just not for everyone. Oh, I, I love this voice. I'm reminded of a story that happened recently, right? And this is this is exactly what I was trying. When I was explaining to my husband, this is exactly what I was trying to do. So there was, um, so in, in our, you know, in every community you have, in every country, sorry, you have the more exclusive parts of the country. So there was a particular property that was for sale in the exclusive, and, and I know my Trini counterparts know where I'm speaking about, a very exclusive part of our country where, um, the foreigners live and et cetera, et cetera. And the, there was a property for sale. Of course, it is ridiculously expensive, right? I mean, I know we, you guys will talk US dollars, but for us, $12 million is a lot of money. So this thing was listed for $12 million and the realtor drops it on Facebook, right? And I'm saying, dude, the people who's gonna buy that property for $12 million, not on Facebook. You know why? Because when you went through the comments, everybody was like, what? What am I getting with that 12 million? Somebody else was messaging about, hmm, I hope we, I hope we get any beach with that. And no, that was not your people. You sh that was not, that property did not even need it to be listed there. That property was going to be listed in some exclusive yacht club. That was a property that was going to be sold via referrals. So sold via, you know, in your private meeting. You drop that on Facebook, you're looking for legs, as we say in Trini, right? Sorry for the lingo, but I just I just had a field day with it. And what you just described is what I was trying to explain. I was like, this was not, this is not their people, right? right? People go on Facebook to look for the houses that are, you know, in the less than two million TT range, that sort of thing. That's how I actually found my own property. That's how I found my search. I, when I started to look, I went to the various groups and you would get to see the properties that were within your price range. But I could I can guarantee you the people who could buy a property for $12 million were not on Facebook and would not look for Facebook for the property. And it just <laughs> led to a comedy of, you know, comments. And I was like, you just totally wasted your time. Thank you for explaining it this way. But this is <laughs> this is exactly what I was trying to say. Your people were not there. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So right strategy, make sure, you know, you're not jumping into every place everywhere. And also you want to be super strategic. Thank you for those points, guy. I knew today was going to be hot. <laughs> so, you know, um, we don't talk enough about what to avoid in social media and when we're doing social media marketing. So we definitely want to talk to some of the things that you should avoid. You should avoid lack of engagement. If you are putting information about out there, you want to make sure that you're engaging in a conversation. Social media is a two-way street. So even if you're working with an agency and they're posting for you, you have to understand 
who's responding to those comments, who's responding to those posts, because they, you may not be paying them to do that for you. So you might have to respond. You might have to have someone on your team respond, right? Um, you really have to determine who's going to be responding. Engagement is so key in social media. Customers want to feel like they're connecting with a brand. They want to feel like they're connecting with you. Secondly, do not buy followers. If any agency tells you that you should buy followers, do not listen to them. I worked, we worked with a client very early on um, and some, they worked with an agency and they bought followers for them. It was so difficult uh, to kind of get that trust back when you buy followers, right? So they had this big number, but what was down was their engagement score because no one was engaging with their posts. So they had all these followers and everyone can tell now when you have a lot of followers and only like maybe two people are really commenting on what you have, it says that you've bought it. So you do not want to take that advice. You do not need that many followers. You need to really stick to your niche, stick to your target audience, focus on those people and focus on that engagement. And that will draw those followers in. Right. Um, the other thing is lack of consistency and authenticity. So uh, consistency, not meaning that you need to post five times a week, seven times a week, meaning, hey, if I'm posting once a week, I'm posting uh consistently once a week. If I'm doing a show, I'm doing that consistently. And then the other thing is authenticity. Now, I know that's like a dirty word because we say it. There's so many words I feel like are dirty words because we give it so much power and everyone's like, I need to be authentic. Being authentic is, and it just sounds kind of not authentic. So what does authenticity mean for a business? It means that you, the brand, maybe the face behind the brand, maybe the team, maybe the marketing team, maybe the, the operations team, maybe the CFO, maybe it's showing some of those people. So working with an agency, they're going to be those brandy kind of posts that you're going to have about your services, about the things that you do. But where do, does the team start showing up in that, right? Where are you posting about, if you guys are off at a conference, what's happening? So people kind of get to see behind the scenes a little bit. That's where the authenticity comes in. So uh, it's really important that you pay attention to uh, that consistency and being as authentic as you can be, especially when working with an agency, it gets a little bit hard to be authentic if you're not putting your voice in there. So that strategy has to be really collaborative as well, right? The other thing too is that, and a lot of people do this, is the crappy feedback. So because it's a two-way street, people get to say and talk crap to you. And that's just what it is. So your response is going to be really important here because other people are watching you. So how are you going to deal with that response? Are you simply going to hide it? Are you going to be mean? Are you going to respond in a way that makes sense, that supports a fact that, you know, sometimes it's even about, hey, thank you for your opinion. Um, taking that high road, right? Thank you for your opinion. Here's the fact. Here's the truth. Uh, that person may come back and continue, uh, but you really want to get to a place where you understand that other people are watching you. So how do you respond to that negative comment in a way that actually gets your other customers to say, this is the brand that I want to show up with. And so that's another conversation that you want to you think about when you're talking to your team internally. Do you want an agency to be responsible for that? Or is that something that you want to be responsible for? That's where you have to understand where are the things that I'm willing to let go as a small business or what are the things I need to hold on to as a CMO looking to outsource? Do you want your team to manage those things because they become really intimate and you know you need to respond relatively quickly? You can work with the agency to build out a strategy and a plan for it, but who's going to do the quick responses? Thoughts there, guys? Love it. 
Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. Um, I would say, you know, as a business owner and trying to do all these things that we speak about on the show, um, this point, what to avoid, this is golden. Because I really know with the knowledge I have now that I didn't have when I started, I actually see it with other businesses, right? And you mentioned something about those the buying of the followers. I, I'm so good at looking at it now. You know, sometimes I see businesses and, you know, or maybe I talk to someone and it's like they're struggling in their business and they don't understand. I was like, okay, but I go on their social media and they have a lot of followers. So how your business is known clearly. So what is the problem? You have thousands of followers and how are you not? And I, in my mind, I do just what you say. How are you not converting all these followers into revenue? I would have thought if you come to me and you say my business is struggling and I go to I would I would probably go to your social media should be low, right? Because it means you're not known. So it means it says to me, whatever strategy you use, you either did you either bought followers, one or two, you attracted people that are not your customer. And in my own business, I have seen that happen and I am taking a step back and I'm really evaluating what is the things that I'm doing on social media because I'm I need to attract people who will buy. I don't need the likes and the followers. I don't need my videos to go viral. I just needed to reach people that want my service, right? Can I get an amen? But I think that's the biggest, that's, the, that's one of the biggest mistakes we make as business owners when we start, right? We try to build the page. And I, and I found myself saying it too. Oh, I need to post how much times a week? Because of course, we followed all the templates. We did all the webinars and you just got all this information. And then you find it just like Michael says, no, I can't post that much. And I got frustrated. Now, I'm like, listen, I don't mind taking a pause on social media just because I'm working on some things in the back end. I'm doing some work in my back end. So you know what? If I post, I post. If something is like, I have my webinar coming up today. Um, so I would have engaged a lot and I would have posted a lot on that. But I'm sure after today, I'm probably going to go quiet again until my next until my next event, right? I'm, prob- I'm going to reevaluate what I do. So this, uh, this mistake part, yeah, golden. Really, really great points there. I love that, Andrea. Thanks for all the examples because um, I think I love when people can see and connect the dots, right? Um, so the other thing is uh, this one, how to use social media for your business. Now, I'm going to give two succinct answers. <laughs> use social media to build community and use social media as a strategic touch point within your sales funnel uh, and or your customer journey, right? But use social media to build community. Uh, that's one of the things that we did when we were on Clubhouse. We spent a lot of time building a community on a social media platform and we saw value in that because we got people giving us real-time feedback we got people talking to us about their businesses we got people telling us their pain points and we were giving the answers uh we met industry experts andrea we brought michelle to the stage so all these folks we were con- constantly connected with what was happening in digital and it was just this real-time information and so using social media as a basis to build a community i believe is really a strong strategy. And again, using social media for that strategic approach. Um, I think if you kind of just simplify it to those things, it becomes way easier. I, I, I love this one because I think it goes back to intent. 
use it to help people to know, like, and trust you, as you, as Tamara said, to bring them along in your sales journey, help them to, so in, in validating some things that are going, that you want your business to be known for. When people are commenting, use that opportunity to answer unasked questions or that question to move somebody into the next phase of, of the sales cycle, help them to, to learn more and direct them to different places. It is a sales tool that can help you to generate money. And when you, you approach it in that respect and looking at not just commenting, but commenting to help to answer something for someone else that's not in the space, for them to, to tag someone and bring them in to your environment, for them to then move in and invite them into the next place for them to purchase and to follow you in a different space. When you walk in this with the intent, you begin to use social media to move your business forward. And that's the place when that I think of this is a tool to move my business forward. What's your intent? And an agency can help you to do that. A sales specialist can help you to do that. A CFO and an operations person can help you to understand how all of these things tie into every component of your business. Preach. Wait, let me get those. I know we have some like, uh... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next point, uh, what are some of the disadvantages of social media, right? Because we're always talking about, um, for businesses, we're always talking about some of the advantages of social media. I know, do we ever think about the disadvantages for it? So number one is negative brand reputation. People talk smack all the time. <laughs> so one of the you know significant disadvantages is really people on platforms because it's this open conversation. People can post negative feedback and reviews really quickly about your business. So you have to have a strategy for that. You need to be thinking about that. If someone does this or says this about my business, what's going to be my rebuttal? What do I do in a at a time where there's negative um, feedback on my business? How do I solve for that? Because keep in mind, you, the people are looking, they are watching to see, okay, how are you going to turn this around? And many times hotels do this all the time, right? Hotels are able to turn negative feedback. They get negative feedback on TripAdvisor and you see them go through the motions of interacting with that customer, uh, giving them a positive, you know, hey, reach out to me and we'll do X, Y, and Z. We'll talk about this. We're sorry you had this issue. And sometimes you see those customers come back and then go back to that same review and say, hey, here's how they dealt with this really quickly. This person reached out to me, here's how it was solved. And sometimes they're able to turn two or three people into customers. So having a strategy for negative feedback, super important. The other thing about one of the disadvantages is also the fact that, you know what, you cannot measure ROI sometimes, or you don't know how to do it. That comes back to your goals, and we'll dig into that in one of the next points, but it comes back to understanding your goals and what understanding what are you trying to accomplish with social media, as Michelle said, has to tie back to those business goals. So measuring that ROI becomes a part of that strategy that you put in place, right? To say, I'm going to measure shares. I'm going to measure click-through rates. I'm going to measure how social media is driving to this point. Maybe it's a landing page, right? Those are the things you want to understand. You must go beyond the likes and 
follows when you're looking at social media ROI. Likes and follows are important only to understand, is this the target audience that I'm speaking to? Those things are simply, simply people saying hello to you, right? You must take it deeper to be able to truly measure the ROI. If not, you're measuring just engagement. Engagement is a good, it's a good, you know, idea, but you want to get and measure deeper to see how the social media is impacting. The other thing uh, that's a disadvantage is you're dependent on the social media platform, their algorithms, everything, right? It's not something that you can manage. If they go down, you're, and that's the only place that your business is, you know, that sucks for your business. Uh, if something happens with the algorithm, if they need to make a change, if Apple does their privacy policy thing, and then Facebook and all the other social media platforms need to make changes to the metrics, you know, that's something that you can't control. The other thing is that it's also time consuming. So it's time consuming for you. And sometimes you feel like, hey, I'm going to pass this off to an agency because it's time consuming. You want to make sure you still have a strategy and you still understand the strategy and you understand how it's going to impact your business. You don't just want to pass it off because it's time consuming. Oh my God, I need horns. I don't want just applause. <laughs> because how many marketers have you heard, you know, talking about the disadvantages of social media? right? It's normally touted as the cure-all, you know, we go on to social media. And these four points, so, so very important, you know, that dependency on the algorithm. Um, we've all seen when, you know, a feed on any given platform can change depending on what's happening, right? Depending on what's happening offline in the real world. So you all of a sudden, your content disappears. And that time consumption is something I think a lot of businesses worry about. Do I have the time to continue to, to maintain that consistency? We've spoken on how important that consistency is, but it's definitely something that can be managed from an operational perspective. It's, it's about batching content. It's about cycling content. It's about distribution, repurposing, et cetera. So we have strategies for everything, but it's good that we acknowledge that these are the disadvantages going in. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. And talk about being like that that negative brand reputation, you know. So I mean, we spoke about it last week when when your brand inadvertently gets tied to something negative, right? Not through any fault of your own, but social media means everyone's looking, and all those who are not your customers are going to be the first to comment. Remember the Rachel Ray situation with Lemonade when the album came out and Beyonce dropped the Lemonade album and Rachel Ray got connected with, you know, the other chick. <laughs> Everyone thought it was Rachel Ray and Rachel Ray <laughs> created <laughs> a lemonade recipe. <laughs> So to say, so she, she was just like, okay, cool. How am I going to take this and use it? So <laughs> she created a lemonade. To spin it. She spent it to her, her advantage. That was some really good marketing on just a, a one letter difference in her last name that, uh, that she sought to accommodate and to say, not me, but let me spin it. Let me move this so that I'm going to, to, rise to the social media levels in a way that makes sense for me and I'm not deflecting in, in a different kind of way. I thought that was a really smart move of her marketing team to do that. hundred percent, definitely. PR, you know. <laughs>
All right, moving on to point number five. So this one, I know everybody loves this one, right? How do you track ROI on social media? The reality of the situation is that it can be difficult, but it starts with your business goals, right? I mean, we say this all the time on this show because it's important. Your business goals define every platform, every channel. You, It, it helps you to determine what are the things that I'm looking to accomplish in these places. I want social media to drive traffic to my email address. I want social media to drive me revenue. I want social media to do this for me. I want, you know, my website to do this for me. I want, what do you want social media to do for you? Thinking about that in your business goals. If you're just saying, hey, I want to increase my brand awareness and I'm going to leverage social media to do that. I'm going to target uh, businesses that are looking to outsource their marketing on social media. I'm probably going to use a tool like LinkedIn. So what am I going to do to increase that? I'm going to start getting in front of more businesses that are looking to outsource their digital marketing. And I'm going to start connecting with those people in those spaces is, hey, what are these businesses? Where are the people that are leading the marketing groups there? And start getting in front of them so I'm building awareness and maybe talking to them about this show, using this show as a way to build that awareness for them, right? Are you looking to increase more traffic through social media? Then where am I going to link to, right? Every post that I have, I'm going to point them to that link in the bio that may direct them back to my website, direct them back to that landing page. So defining your goals are critical to being able to measure ROI. And then setting the metrics that matter, right? Again, we talked about going beyond the likes. What are the metrics that are going to matter? Is it that people are sharing this information? Is it people people are clicking through to get to that next stage? Um, So you want to look at those metrics that matter when you are looking at that ROI. Uh, You have to be intentional about it. And many times we're not so intentional about getting to that ROI because we get hung up in the likes and the follows and the, the sexy of social media, right? It's data. It's a data point. It's another data point. It is shiny. I get it. But what is the data telling you? Are they interested? Did they click through? Did they take the action you needed them to take? Uh, If not, then you're not truly measuring in that that ROI in social media. And you're really kind of hung up on that top level of social media, which is really at the top of the funnel. You want social media to move people through to that next stage of the funnel for you. Ah. You just saying things like ROI and data and measure. It's going to be tough with the CFO language, right? CFO is going to want to understand these things. And I think it's a really, I think this is a point that a lot of small business owners miss. And they're quick to just pelt out an ad, right? And just say, okay, I'm going to boost up, I'm going to boost a post, I'm going to do an ad, and they pay and they put money behind it, right? Without thinking, well, okay, I'm putting money behind this, but at the end of the day, what am I doing? Right? What what is what is it that I'm looking to get? And you're very right. It doesn't, it, it might simply be I'm just trying to build visibility. Well, you need to make sure you have a metric that's helping you do that so that you could turn around and see if the money was well spent or not, if the effort, because it's 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 not just money as well, it's it's time and it's resources, right? So even if you're not pushing out an ad or sponsoring some um sponsoring one of those ads on social media and you're taking your time and effort or you're paying somebody to put out posts for you. That's money being spent, that's your time being spent, that's a resource being used. So you want to be able to understand, okay, are these things giving me back what I need, you know, the, the original goal that I set for myself? Is that making sense to know if the money, if the 
money or the resources was well used. And I think that is the part that we missed. I think we still looking for the follow, still looking for that follower number to go up, still looking for that like number to go up and feeling depressed when it doesn't happen. When they're missing that, hey, you're probably reaching your target, you're probably getting the target audience in your DMs. You're probably you're probably your email list is probably going up, but because you didn't set it as the goal, you're probably missing it because we're still stuck, as you said, at the top of the funnel, right? So yeah, we really, I think this is a critical point for business owners to understand. Absolutely. And even we've worked with other businesses that worked with other agencies. And when we see the metrics that they that they're providing them, how they're measuring ROI on some of those vanity metrics in social media, one of the things we're able to bring to the table right away is to say, hey, these are the metrics you should really be looking at. Here are the metrics you need to better understand because this moves people beyond that point of, again, that top of the funnel. So a lot of agencies live in that top of the funnel space as well, too. And it's important for you to see the return and the return at the top of the funnel is again impressions it's those again vanity metrics how is that how is that moving down further when i spend x amount in social media how many sales does it drive me over an extended period and that's exactly what you should be saying right how does it connect to that it connects me to email addresses and when i send an email then i see an increase or a two percent increase through people purchasing from email because social media is connected directly to email and that's how you connect the dots and that's how a cfo can now say hey i can give a little bit extra money because this is where i saw happen and there's value in getting those email addresses. So uh, the next point moving really quickly to, which is which social media sites are best for your brand? This one is going to be super easy and super quick, right? The answer is uh, the ones that your target audience uses the most. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that that's exactly right to, you know, where are your people? You go where your people are, not where you think you should be, but where are your people telling you that they are spending their time when they're spending their time and how they like to be communicated to. And I think that's the, the important space. And I, I always ask in, in this space, you know, what does success look like to you in this space and where are the opportunities? What, what is your signal for failure? And usually the Tamaras and the Michaels of the world will tell you if you're aligned and incorrect or not, or me, I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> or yes, you're on the right track and let me continue to educate you on the why. So I think that that is perfect. Where your people are is where you need to be. Right. Because we get caught up in like, they feel like they need to be everywhere. You know what I mean? And you don't need to be everywhere. You need to be in the space that makes sense for your business. Right. Uh, that's what you were doing offline. So why is it any different? Uh, the one thing I like to say is maybe get the URL for every social media platform. So you just own it. And as you're growing, you say, hey, maybe this one I can add in because I've noticed that my target audience has moved over here or the new generation of my target audience is in this space. You want to collect those, but you don't need to be in every space, right? You need to determine the ones where the target audience shows up and that's where you need to focus your energies. That's where your agency should be telling you, you know, hey, we should spend some time here uh, because this is where we're going to see the most bang for our buck. This is where 
where you're going to get the most impact. Uh, so you're not just doing a lot of things. Right now, we're working with a client and where we're focused is Google Ads, right? They are, because they're a global client, their social media platforms are hung up in that whole global conversation. So they're a little bit more local and they can't, That's that may not be their target audience. So we've been able to focus in on Google and Google Ads for them, connecting to YouTube, some YouTube videos. So that's the medium we're going to use. And the other thing is open up your mind about what you think a social media platform is as well too, right? Uh, you know, many times we're only thinking Instagram, Facebook, maybe Twitter, right? We're not thinking about YouTube as a social media platform. And some people, a lot of people are just on YouTube. So open up the mind about what is a social media platform and just show up where your, your target audience is. And that's going to save time, save energy. And it should be something you're talking about with your um, agency as well. Um, and this will... One yeah. thing I will say to small business owners, you're not visa. You don't need to be everywhere people want to be. <laughs> I'm like, I need a bunch of chung ching. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need. A ch -ch chung ching. <laughs> You are not visa. <laughs> All right. So the last point is, you know, this one, we talked about this in the last, uh, when we were doing the LinkedIn hot topic um, last week and what is social selling versus, versus social media marketing. So, uh, number one, I'm just highly annoyed by all these nuances that just confuse businesses. And as marketers, we, I think we dig deeper to confuse them more. And so I'm just not going to do that for you. <laughs> I just, just not going to do that for you. Right. Uh, social selling. This is what we're doing here is social selling, right? This entire show is about social selling. We're saying to you, we're subject matter experts, listen to us, work with us, take our quiz, listen to our content. We're really building trust with you. We're connecting with you. Um, what we're doing on social media as well, too, is the marketing pieces. We're promoting things. We're using advertising, but we're still building trust. We're still generating leads. So there's this, it's a little bit of a nuance, right? But it's something that's as a small business owner, as a CMO, as a CFO, you should be talking to your small business owner about this. You guys should be thinking, what am I doing to be to sell socially? What am I doing to build trust with my audience? What's my platform for that, right? What does that look like? How am I showing up as a subject matter expert? And that should be a part of your strategy as well, because this is something that's specific to the business. Am I writing PDF documents? You know, Have I done presentations that I can give to the agency that they can then turn into, or, into to something that you can use to be a part of that social selling to build trust because people want to know that your business they're the subject matter experts they want to know that you know they're coming to the place that has the answers so you want to see how can i use things to build trust and not get hung up in the minutia of social selling versus social media marketing it's all about building trust to get to achieving those business goals to lead generation all the way through and if i if i had to say so if i had to give you the <clears throat> the one is social selling one is one is building trust versus one is promotion right and that's where the nuance is with the two um but don't get hung up there i think there are other areas for you to get hung up in as a business owner you have to think to yourself what are the pieces of content that matters to help me build trust and to position myself as an expert in the industry? And that's where you're going to focus uh, while the agency focuses in on some of the other promotional elements of things, right? So um, don't get caught up in the nuance. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we've talked already about using 
our own internal language when we are speaking to businesses. And this is definitely one of them, right? Um, but I love how you broke it down. In my mind, it translates into I walk into a store and social selling is, hi, how are you today? Just to let you know a couple of things, right? And promotion is just the sign that's in the store that says this rack is 20% off. That's about as simple as it gets, right? So I love this, this differentiation. Really simple, as you said, not a place to get hung up. It's just that nuance of difference. Yeah, yeah, agreed, 100%. And these are all things... Because sometimes as marketers, when we are we step into this place and we say, again, we use those buzzwords and I hear customers come back, I hear clients come back, they start off with those buzzwords and you're like, okay, cool. <clears throat> what are your goals for your business? <laughs> That's where we always start off. <laughs> what are the goals for your business? Where are you making money right now? Is it LinkedIn? Is it when those are the things we start kind of leaning into, right? We start pulling, we start assessing your business to understand the best strategy for you to have that really true integrated approach. So I think those are the things <clears throat> that you really need to understand, um, you know, wherever the seat is that you're in. If you're the CFO, you know, there are things you need to understand because you no longer want to just sign off on digital. You want to say, how are we connecting the dots? If you're looking to outsource, uh, you have to then go back and prove to the company that outsourcing here makes sense for our business because it's helping. They understand our business because I've been able to give them this information and here's what they're producing for us. And here's the direction. Make sure that all the stakeholders are on board, right, um, with, with the strategies. But these are some of the things you should be asking yourself. So, all right, guys, I know I said a lot. We're past the, oh man, it's 810. <laughs> when did it get there? Um, but today was fun. I a good time. Yay! <laughs> we talked about social media, I think, in a really different way, right? And I think this was a great approach. Um, so hopefully you guys had some fun with that. Um, and all right. So before we get out of here, we need you to connect with us, right? So tell, if you know a CMO, if you know a business that's looking to outsource their digital marketing, you want them to listen to this show. If you are a CFO who's just like, man, I need to understand more about digital so I can better sign off on all the things that I'm doing, understand where the budgets are going, understand how it, I can impact ROI for the company because that's your whole job. You want to listen to this show. If you are a business owner who understands that my business needs to scale and digital is an important part of that. And I need my team to know more about this. You need to listen to this show. So check us out on YouTube, check us out on LinkedIn, check us out where all podcasts are. We're on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and Google. So definitely, definitely check us out. The other thing I want you to do is I want you to scan this QR code and take the quiz. What it will tell you, it will tell you exactly where you are and it'll give you a little bit of a gap analysis to see where are the gaps that you can fill it. It'll help you start build, pulling together a roadmap, a roadmap of plans, a roadmap of things you need to to ask your agency questions, things that you should be thinking about, because you cannot walk away and just let an agency do the work for you. It's important that you understand what's happening and how it ties back to those goals, how it connects to the ROI. So I like to say it three times, take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz. All right. Um, 
So we have one comment. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> no worries, Allison. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. <laughs> so guys, we are out of here. Have an amazing Monday. Have a great week. It has been a great show. <laughs> Team, thank you. <laughs> Team, thank you so much for joining. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be here with you guys. You guys always bring amazing information, insights. I love the stories that you share and how you connect the dots for us. It's important that, you know, as you're looking at your digital, that you're looking at all the right players, right? Right here, we have a CFO. We have a sales strategist. We have an operations strategist. And we have a digital marketing strategist. So it's important that you're looking at all those elements of your business to help you really take your business to digital, to the next level. These stakeholders are key players and must understand what's happening so that you can get to that place of the ROI uh, and that money in the bank. So have an amazing day, guys. Take it easy. Bye.